This is a WKYT podcast. Good morning from WKYT News. I'm Bill Bryant and we welcome you to Kentucky Newsmakers and hope you're enjoying this chilly weekend. This morning we'll talk to two state senators about the big Republican and Democratic clashes going on up and down the ticket here in Kentucky. Republican Damon Thayer of Georgetown is the Senate Majority Floor Leader and Democrat Reggie Thomas of Lexington. They'll both be with us later. But first, a quick look back at the Kentucky debate that got national attention as the U.S. Senate candidates here in the Commonwealth went head to head. It was a night of tough talk between Republican Majority Leader Mitch McConnell and Democratic challenger, retired Marine Lieutenant Colonel Amy McGrath. Going into this election, nothing impacts voters more than the COVID-19 pandemic. The two of you have sparred over whether each of you should be tested before this debate. It comes to that. The president and the first lady have had COVID-19. Kentucky's governor and his family are now in quarantine after an exposure. What should the federal government be doing right now to mitigate the threat of COVID-19? Well, you're right, Bill. The coronavirus has upended all of our lives. And if you take a step back and recognize that Senator McConnell, as Senate Majority Leader, has the highest levels of national security briefings of any member of Congress. And he knew about the dangers of coronavirus way back in January. And did he tell us? Did he come back to Kentucky and say, hey, we need to prepare? Did he get the nation prepared and get our president prepared for what was to be this crisis? You know, he didn't. The first time that he said the word coronavirus wasn't until the stock market crashed. And all along, he's playing these, these very partisan political games, even now when Kentucky and America needs more aid. That's not what you're going to get from me. I have a plan to get us through this coronavirus so that our schools are opened up safely, so that we get our economy back and stop playing these games. To this day, Senator McConnell still doesn't have a plan, a national testing and tracing plan, and he's not going to do what's right for our country. It's time, Senator McConnell. Well, Bill, I want to start by congratulating Colonel McGrath for her service in the military. It's been my privilege to nominate 131 Kentucky women to have the same opportunity she did. I also was involved in making it possible for women in the military to go into different uh, uh, jobs like being able to fly in combat. Uh, with regard to the question you asked, um, what I did was shepherd through the Senate an almost $3 trillion coronavirus relief bill, which has provided $13 billion for Kentucky, over a billion dollars for hospitals and healthcare providers. And I've tried to be a good example, too. When we went back in session in the Senate in May, I was the one who said we need to wear masks, practice social distancing. Dr. Fauci's made it clear that coronavirus is not going away, and we need to practice uh, distancing and masks until we finally get a vaccine and can put this in the rearview mirror. Time's up, Senator. And Lieutenant Colonel McGrath, you have a rebuttal. Sure. Well, Senator McConnell, that legislation was passed back in March. And here we are, this coronavirus is still happening. Uh, the House put up legislation in May and it's been sitting on his desk all summer long. He took a vacation, didn't see the urgency to do anything. Meanwhile, here in Kentucky, we have a million Kentuckians that are filed for unemployment. 
sometime in the last six months. We have 300,000 Kentuckians that still don't have health care in the middle of a coronavirus. And he's walking away from negotiations even now when President Trump even wants negotiations to happen before this election. It's, it's irresponsible. Senator McConnell. <laughs> well, what she supported after the CARES Act was the so-called HEROES bill over in the House, uh, $3 trillion, which included in it, by the way, tax cuts for rich people in New York and California, uh, health care for illegal immigrants. And by the way, that bill that she supported that they passed in the House after the CARES Act uh, provided more money for Puerto Rico than it did for Kentucky. In spite of her best efforts, she's a national Democrat. She is in line with Schumer and Pelosi and all the rest on all of these issues. How's it working out for you right now? How's Kentucky looking? Are you better off than you were six years ago? Are you better off than you were 36 years ago? I mean, we, we have uh, the leader of a Senate right now that, that is so dysfunctional and so partisan that even in the middle of a national crisis, they can't get things done for Kentucky. You want more of that? I don't. I want change. I know that our country is better than this. Thank you. Senator McConnell, 30 It's not seconds. complicated. <clears throat> Do you want somebody from New York to be setting the agenda for America and not terribly interested in Kentucky? Or do you want to continue to have one of the four congressional leaders from our state looking out for Kentucky, giving Kentucky an opportunity to punch above its weight, providing extra assistance for Kentucky? That's the question. She will transfer all of that to New York. I will keep it in Kentucky. And by the way, you can see the full debate anytime on your schedule at WKYT.com. We are just over two weeks until Election Day. Voters are already sending in absentee ballots or voting in early in person. The coronavirus state of emergency has made this a very different election. What hasn't changed are the basic philosophies of the two major parties. Later, Republican Senate Majority Leader Damon Thayer will be joining us with his perspective. First Democratic State Senator Reggie Thomas is here. Tom Thomas is up for re-election but faces no Republican opposition. There is a write-in candidate, Matt Minyard. Senator Thomas's district falls within Fayette County. Senator, thank you very much for being with us. We appreciate it very much. Bill, it's good to be back with you. Well, the U.S. Senate debate was lively. We saw a clip of that a bit ago. Uh, you have been in a campaign before against Amy McGrath. And, uh, I have. And I have. now you uh, share the ticket with her. That's right. She's a tough campaigner, and 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 she. I thought she acquitted herself very well in the debate. In fact, you know, obviously I'm biased, uh, but 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 I thought that 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 she came out uh, really showing the leadership that that she has brought to this nation uh, because of her military service, and, and will bring to Kentucky as a U.S. senator. Do you think she made the case that she would need to make to voters to convince them to? Uh, turn out Senator Mitch McConnell, who has been there uh, now uh, 36 years at the end of this term. I do, Bill, and, 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 and here's why. I'm, I'm going to raise two points. One, as she pointed out very early in your, in, in your debate, Mitch McConnell knew about this back in January. He, he has the highest security clearance of anyone in the Senate by virtue of his position as Senate Majority Leader. You know, he knew about this dangers. He knew it was an airborne disease. He knew it was going to be, be highly problematic uh, and deadly for this country. And yet, from January until now, 
he has done nothing uh, to, get, to get Kentucky prepared forward, to allow us a chance to deal with it, to, 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 to help save this nation. And as a result of uh, McConnell's inaction, uh, or, or at worst, intentional decision not to do anything, he has embalmed over 218,000 people. I mean, that's, that, that is shameful. That is shameful. As she pointed out, you either get the job done or you don't. And McConnell has just not gotten the job done. You know, as she, as uh, Lieutenant Colonel McGrath also pointed out, the first CARES bill that was passed was simply not enough. And he's had since July bill, since Ju July to pass another bill. Um, and he has done nothing to, to help people of Kentucky. He talks about people in need. Bill, Bill, I can tell you, even now, my, my phone rings constantly with people who need unemployment insurance help. You know, they need additional relief here, here uh, uh, in this country. The state and local governments need additional relief. And, and McConnell just sits and let that, lets that sit on his desk and, and says that a Supreme Court justice nomination is more important than helping the 4 million people of Kentucky. Bill, he's not getting the job done. McConnell has to go. And I think Lieutenant Colonel McGrath raised that point, you know, very clearly and very emphatically. Let's move in from the Senate race, which is a statewide election. Talk a little bit about the 6th District Congressional race, uh, where uh, Democrat, the Republican candidate, of course, is Andy Barr, the incumbent running for re-election. And he's being challenged by Democrat Josh Hicks. Again, you're sharing the ticket uh, with the candidate Hicks this year. Uh, what do you think uh, his chances are? Uh, I think Josh is going to win the race. I, I, I will tell you that on, on, on Friday, October the, the 16th, I think Josh is going to win the race. Uh, I think he's done an excellent job of campaigning. He's made no mistakes in this campaign. You know, he, he's once again pointed out that, 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 that Barr you know, uh, is someone who has just not shown any leadership. Uh, again, all he's done, Bill, is oppose the Affordable Care Act, he wants to eliminate it. I don't care what Anthony Barr says. Um, he's voted against it 52 times, Bill, 52 times. Now let's think about this. And if I can, can, can tie in, if you allow me, McConnell's statements uh, on your debate with, with Barr. We have a state bill, uh, and I know this from my years in Senate, that's dead last in cancer deaths. We have more cancer deaths, deaths per portion in the other state. Bill, we lead in heart disease, more deaths than any other state in heart disease, okay? We are 49th in diabetes, okay? We have high rates of obesity, we have high rates of hypertension, okay? And yet, Andy Barr wants to get rid of the Affordable Care Act. Now just think about that. If your viewers are one of those people who fall in those categories I've talked about, or if they have COVID, or they know someone who's had COVID, or they have any other Ill illness, uh, when this, if, if this Supreme Court uh, uh, appoints this judge and the Affordable Care Act goes away because it's the first case that's going to be heard, Bill, in, no, in, in, in November, it's going to be the first case. We get rid of the Affordable Care Act, you will have hundreds of thousands of Kentuckians without any kind of health insurance because pre-existing conditions will be gone. Gone. If you have pre-existing condition, you can't get insurance. And we'll have Andy Barr to think about that. Andy Barr must go, and I think Josh has done a great job 
of selling himself and proving to the people of the 6th Congressional District that, that, that he is more than worthy of their representation. Senator Thomas, let me move from uh, Washington to Frankfurt, where you serve. Uh, Republicans in the legislature say that uh, they have not been consulted enough by Governor Andy Bashir over the state response to coronavirus. Uh, do you believe uh, his emergency power use has been appropriate? <laughs> you know, Bill, all you gotta do is look at the facts. And I have made this point repeatedly all summer long during the interim session because you know we have an interim session here uh, in Kentucky in the legislature where we hear bills that are going to be uh, brought forward in the next legislative session and, and new ideas that have come up for consideration. And all I've heard from from May through now is from these from the from the Republican leadership in the committees, you know uh, how bad things are in Kentucky. And I remind them, Bill, and let me remind you and your viewers today, that if you look at Kentucky and you compare it to all the southern states in the, in the United States, and, and, and I'll just use the, those states in the Southeastern Conference, Kentucky has the lowest number of cases and the lowest number of deaths of any southern state in the United States. And the reason for that is because of, of, of the leadership and decisiveness and the caring by our governor, Andy Bashir. So I don't need to say anything more than that. We've done the best job of all Southern states in, 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 in containing uh, and reducing the spread of coronavirus throughout all Kentuckians, uh, have, have a co comparatively low number of deaths. Now every death is, is, is significant, I'm not saying that, but compared to other states, we've done the, the best job Senator, about, uh, about a minute left here. Uh, if you're fortunate enough to be reelected to another term and uh, you can go back into session uh, in January, a lot will be going on. There was only a one-year budget passed, and everybody talks about a very tight uh, situation with the economic downturn. Uh, what do you anticipate happening? What do you want to see get done? Well, Bill, those are two separate questions. I don't have a lot of time. Right. What I want to see, Bill, is a state of course on education. Uh, I think we've got to, again, you know, find money to continue to educate our children. Obviously, I'm a big proponent of early child education. I want to see, see universal pre-K happen at some point. I'd like to make incremental steps toward that. I think you're going to see the Republicans' bill have an all-out assault to try to, 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 to make Kentucky the next Georgia or Florida, Texas, and just open the state, state up to more deaths and more cases of coronavirus. Senator Reggie Thomas, thank you so much uh, for being with us. You also told us you'll be uh, pre-filing a, a bill on uh, minimum wage, and uh, we'll see uh, how that issue plays out. Appreciate you speaking with us, and we hope you'll stay with us here on Kentucky Newsmakers. We'll hear the Republican perspective from the Senate Majority Floor Leader, Damon Thayer, when we come back. And welcome back to Kentucky Newsmakers. We heard from Senator Reggie Thomas giving the Democratic take on the 2020 elections. Now Republican Senate floor leader Damon Thayer joins us with the GOP perspective. Thayer is seeking re-election this year. He's being challenged by Democrat Jason Stroud. We'll talk a little bit about his race, but Senator, we reached out to you to get really perspective on the Republican philosophy in this very important election year. First of all, we have the presidential race and then this high profile U.S. Senate race here in Kentucky. You've told me you watched the debate. Do you believe that Senator McConnell is likely to be reelected, or has uh, Democrat Amy McGrath, who lives in your district, by the way, made the case to replace him? 
No, I, she has not made the case to replace him. As a matter of fact, I, I think the U.S. Senate race in Kentucky is over. I think it's been over for months. I think Senator McConnell made a great case the other night in the debate. I think he won the debate hands down. He showed real, significant, authentic leadership and what he's done in his role as majority leader for Kentucky and what he's done for America. I, I think that M Mitch McConnell is Kentucky and America's indispensable man, and he's proven it time and time again. I think this race has been over for a while, and the only winners on the Democrat side are Amy McGrath's consultants who seem to be making lots and lots and lots of money uh, on the uh, various consulting and media placement fees based on a report I saw the other day. Do you believe the Kentucky voters will make a decision based on whether uh, it is important that they have uh, somebody of McConnell's stature in terms of being a, the Senate leader uh, in Washington, or uh, does the, her argument that he has been there for 36 years and that's long enough and has run out of ideas, uh, does that carry the day? No, I, I don't think Kentuckians will take her message seriously. I, I do think one of the things that will carry the day for Leader McConnell is the fact that he is the majority leader and the only member of congressional leadership not from New York or California. And I think Kentuckians are proud of that. And I think they recognize that not only is he doing great work for the people of Kentucky, but also great work for America. They, I think they realize that the president has a lot of faith in him. The other Republican senators in Washington, D.C. have a lot of faith in him. And I think they're proud of that fact. But I also think they, as a as a majority of people in, in Kentucky would agree, we are a conservative state. We are pro-life. We are pro-gun. We are pro-small government. We are uh, pro-business. And, and Senator McConnell shares those values. And people have seen that now uh, for a long time. And and they, they don't want to go away from that. And Amy McGrath has said she is the most progressive candidate in Kentucky. She's the most progressive person in Kentucky. And her, her views on abortion and guns and regulations for business and, uh, and, and matters like that are really out of touch with the majority of people here in the Commonwealth of Kentucky. Senator Thayer, let's move in from the Senate race to the 6th District Congressional race, which is uh, hotly contested and hard fought. Features incumbent uh, Andy Barr, the Republican, and Democratic challenger Josh Hicks, who has tried to uh, appeal to rural voters, apparently while also counting on uh, a major support in Lexington. How do you see that race? I, I see a double-digit landslide win for Andy Barr. I think Josh Hicks commercials come across as angry and inauthentic. I mean, he's a fancy highfalutin trial attorney and he tries to come off with, as this country folksy dude uh, and, and, and very angry by the way, when doing it. And he was awful in the debate against Congressman Barr where he just came across as bitter and angry. And I don't think the people of the sixth congressional district want that. They proved it two years ago when, when Congressman Barr uh, defeated Amy McGrath so I think Congressman Barr is heading for a significant margin. I'll tell you this, uh, that I just polled my district uh, and of, uh, of Scott County, of course, where I live, is in the 6th Congressional District. And we asked the Andy Barr versus Josh Hicks question. And Congressman Barr is up by 20 points. And it, it just goes to show that all these negative attacks that have been coming from Josh Hicks aren't working. Uh, the people of Scott County and the people of 
the sixth district, they, they believe in Andy Barr. They know him. They trust him. He does a great job on constituent services, and they're going to send him back to Congress for another two years. You're obviously polling in your district because you're uh, running for re-election this year. Democrat Jason Stroud has some union endorsements. Uh, uh, do you feel uh, safe in uh, being returned to Frankfurt in the election? I feel very confident about my re-election, but I'm not going to take anything for granted. We're keeping the foot on the gas, and we're going to run it right through on Election Day and continue to campaign hard to get our message of strong conservative leadership out to the people of the 17th Senate District, which includes Scott Grant and part of Kenton County up in northern Kentucky. Senator, you have been uh, critical of uh, Democratic Governor Andy Beshear's handling of the pandemic, uh, the emergency powers that, uh, that he assumed if, uh, and have said that uh, the legislature should have been consulted more. Uh, would some of the policies have been different if that had happened? Yeah, I think they would have. Uh, I don't think we would have been in a state of emergency for over 200 days and still in a quasi-lockdown. I gave Governor Bashir credit in the early days on handling the, the, the virus pandemic. It, it was unprecedented. There was no playbook for it. And, and I think he deserved a little bit of grace in the early days. But going back to Easter Sunday, when he sent state police troopers to essentially cite churchgoers for violations, I think it's just gone downhill ever since. And his rules are arbitrary and capricious, and they don't really make a lot of sense. They're very inconsistent. Uh, they're very hard on small businesses, they're hard on churches, uh, they're hard on daycares, which makes it very difficult for people to go back to work if they can't put their kids in, in, in childcare. And I think our economy is recovering, but here in Kentucky, I think we're going to have a slower recovery than others because of the policies of Governor Andy Bashir. Do Republicans intend to try to clip his emergency powers when you get back to Frankfurt in January? Yes, I think you'll see us move very quickly to and act a law that will limit the number of days that a state of emergency can exist. And then if this governor or any future governor wishes to extend it beyond those days, whether it be 15 or 25 or 30, the General Assembly will have to be called back into special session and to vote to extend it for a particular number of days. The problem we've had is that the, the, the governor has not consulted with the General Assembly, not in the beginning, not in the middle, and not recently. Uh, as we hopefully near the end uh, of this virus pandemic. And that he, he represents 4.5 million people. I represent 120,000 people. House of Representatives members represent about 45,000 people. We're closer to the people. We, we get the emails and the phone calls and the text messages, and we run into people in the grocery store, and we hear from them. And we hear from the people who are hurting because they haven't received their unemployment insurance check yet. We hear from the people who can't go back to work, even though they, they, they may be allowed to go back to work, but they can't find daycare. And in, just in Georgetown, for example, we've had three restaurants close their doors forever because of uh, his arbitrary rules about capacity limits in restaurants. And, and, and I just think that uh, his leadership has been lacking. I can tell you that over 50% of the people in my district feel that we should have never been on a complete lockdown to begin with or that we should be fully open right now. Senator, just a few seconds left, so quick answer on this. State budget looks to be very tight heading toward January. You did a one-year budget. You have to do another one. Uh, can Kentucky uh, cut enough to make all of that up or what will happen? Well, actually, the, the revenue numbers are better than expected. 
uh, because the economy is rebounding and people are getting back to work and sales and income tax receipts are, are pretty solid. So I don't know yet if we're going to have to make deep, deep cuts. I'm hopeful that a, a flatline budget uh, is, is, uh, is an option and that would probably be the best option at this time. All right. But uh, I know that uh, you know once we get the final numbers in uh, on, on revenue projections as well as what is actually coming in, we'll have a better idea on that. But it's not looking as bad as it could have. Senator Damon Thayer, thanks for being with us. We appreciate it. Stay with us. We'll be back on Kentucky Newsmakers. Welcome back to Kentucky Newsmakers. Confirmation hearings for Supreme Court nominee Judge Amy Coney Barrett are over. Senators are fully aware that if confirmed before Election Day, Judge Barrett could help decide who wins the presidency. Our chief national political analyst, Greta Van Susteren, explains. Hello, I'm Greta Van Susteren, and here is your full court fast break. National polls now showing Vice President Biden ahead of President Trump. But polls have misled us before. Many people do expect a close race, and it is possible we could have another Bush Gore scenario on our hands. Back in 2000, the Supreme Court ended Florida's contested ballot recount. That let George W. Bush keep Florida's electoral votes, ultimately giving him the total number needed for the White House. Now the nation is preparing for the Supreme Court to get involved again. Democrats say if Judge Amy Coney Barrett, President Trump's Supreme Court nominee, is confirmed before Election Day, she should recuse herself from election dispute cases. Judge Barrett is not making any promises. Here's what she said at this week's confirmation hearings. I certainly hope that all members of the committee have more confidence in my integrity than to think that I would allow myself to be used as a pawn to decide this election for the American people. I will consider all factors that are relevant to that question, um, relevant to that question that requires recusal when there's an appearance of bias. If confirmed, Judge Barrett would solidify the Supreme Court's conservative majority, six to three. And President Trump has already said he expects the Supreme Court to get involved with mail-in ballot conflicts. Here's what the president said at the debate. Now that millions of mail-in ballots have gone out, what are you going to do about it? And are you counting on the Supreme Court, including a Justice Barrett, to settle any dispute? Yeah, I, th I think I'm counting on them to look at the ballots, definitely. We will have to wait and see what happens. Assuming the Senate Judiciary Committee approves Judge Barrett's nomination, the final confirmation vote will be the week of October 26, roughly a week before Election Day. Want more Full Court Press? Tune in Sunday. We bring politics home covering the national stories that impact you. And that'll be coming up at 1130 on WKYT. Thanks for joining us for Kentucky Newsmakers. Have a good week ahead.